Matthew 7, beginning in verse 7. And it's Jesus speaking. He says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it, it knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If then, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, and he's speaking to the Jewish people at that time, to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? He said, ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Now these are positive statements. As you flow through these and then you turn over to John, just keep your finger there a minute. I don't know if we're done there or not, but you go to John 16, verse 23. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He'll give it to you. What's holding us back? What's holding us back from asking for anything that we need or desire? You know, the 37th Psalm said, Delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. And as I look this over, we have desires, but guess what? We tuck them under the bed or somewhere. We don't want to address those things because maybe we think they're too big. We don't, I don't know what it is with people. Because He'll give you the desires of your heart. And of course, you know, people wrestle with this. How do you delight yourself? You can look at it if you want to. Well, delighting yourself in the Lord has got everything to do with realizing God's Word is God. You get to love in this Word and there's no, nothing to stop you. It's got to do with loving the Word of God. Realizing that's Him. That's His personality. The John 16 has to do with one of the ways that we ask. And Jesus is making a clear statement here, and it's a, it's a, it's a, a statement basically to give you some rules of engagement. If you need something, you ask the Father. Jesus said, don't ask me. You know, you hear people praying to Jesus, well... They can do that, but he said, don't ask me. It's the Father that's going to give this to you. Ask the Father. He'll bring it through me. (laughs) Because my name is your entrance gate to the major stuff. Amen? Is this too basic? No, it's not. It's It's like I remember getting introduced to this kind of faith. I wasn't hearing it anywhere. Trying to mix it up with other Christians. Trying to sit under, go to churches somewhere. And I wouldn't hear this stuff. I'd hear these phenomenal sermons, but I'd go back and, and review, and I was, I was listening to tapes on faith, and it was like, all you have to do is ask. And then, I didn't know any better than start asking for stuff. I remember going into, trying to go to that church in Sturgis, and it was, you know, big time, and I remember going in there, uh, I've told this story many times, but after I'd uh, been in the Word a while and went in there sat down to this pastor and he's talking about stuff, and I said, 
Why don't you ever ask in faith for things? And of course, he was offended right away. That's a good way to get him upset. I said, you go down to the hospital there. Uh, how about praying for the sick? Oh, Gary, you don't understand. You just don't understand. They're dying. Their family's there. And they're grieving. And you have to, you know, soothe them. And I'm saying, why don't you pray for the sick? Well, enough said on that. But at the same time, why don't we pray for the sick? The Bible says if we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Amen? How about yourself? You know, I heard a guy one time, a good preacher, he said, well, if nobody else lay hands on me, I'll lay hands on myself. <laughs> what about it, you know? Got a problem? Lay hands on yourself. You're a believer, aren't you? Well, whatever. Anyway, any way you release your faith will get results. Now, uh, I was going to move on here a little bit into this, the little statement I wrote down. It's got to do with matching your mouth with your heart's desire. In other words, if you've got a desire down in there, it's time to start talking about it. And it's start, time to start getting your mouth going on it like it can happen. You know, we, we see that Scripture, and it's good to go to these so it keeps your Bible pages from getting stuck together. In Philippians chapter 4, you're familiar with this, but I want you to go there anyway. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. And it says there, just before Hebrews, and if you think of the epistles of Ephesians, Okay, verse 13, uh, Paul makes a statement. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now there's a good place to start on your daily confession. I can do all things through Christ. Who's Christ? He's the anointed one and the anointing. That's who Christ is. He's the anointed one and His anointing. I can do all things through that anointing. Why? Because I'm a child of God. I'm part of the body of Christ. I don't know if I'm a big toe, if I'm the left shoulder. I don't know what part I am, but I'm part of the body and I have access. I have authority to use His name, right? been granted to me. You know what a grant is? It's given to you, no problem. It's free, right? That's what a grant is. We've been granted that name to use it. Now here it says, I can do all things. Now I saw an amplified version of that. It was kind of interesting the other day. I was doing a little browsing. And it said, it also could mean I can do all things that I am called to do. And I like that one too. Because there's no way I could be a ballet dancer. Is that a news flash? (laughs) But I can be what he called me to be. You know, man of God, a man with, uh, you know, whatever, uh, father, grandfather, successful, whatever it is, anything He set you in for you to, to be. And He says, I can do all these things through that anointing. Did you know you walk in anointing when you do those things through that name? Do you know that? Do you know what the anointing really means? It means going past yourself. One of the keys to really having a lot of success and to moving mountains is realizing the anointing is past your ability. Most believers are just operating in their own natural human ability. And unfortunately, uh, without being critical, most pastors are operating in their own human ability to even preach. 
You know, they've got it all right there, and they don't know about, they don't understand the anointing. They just know uh, how to put sermons together. So the people listening to that, they're they're not aware of this. But in spite of that, God can come in sometimes with the, through the Word. Uh, even if they don't know what they're doing, they can throw some Word out there, and it can get into your heart, and all of a sudden you can move past your ability. It's called the supernatural. Supernatural. We all need to start working towards the supernatural. Where does that operate? You're walking around carrying the Spirit of God in here. Where do you think that supernatural is going to operate? Wherever you're at. Wherever I'm at, that's where it's at, right? Wherever you're at. See, that's a good to start thinking about that and start things, saying things to yourself. Wherever I am, the Spirit of God is. There was a guy, John G. Lake, talked about him, great healing revival, and he'd look in the mirror every morning and said, in these clothes, God... God lives in these clothes, and where I go, God goes. Probably said more things than that, but looking in the mirror, wherever I go, God goes. Think about that. So then in Philippians 14, there's some things I can do all things, right? Well, let's start with out of your mouth, I can. I can. I can do this. Then it can say, I can have this. I mean, you start saying these things to yourself. Start, start saying these things. I can have it. I receive it now. Start saying these things. I can have it. I can receive it now. It's in my heart. Now I possess it. How does it get into your heart? Well, there, there's that place that has to happen. You know, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, if you've got a heart desire down in there, and you start monitoring these lips... And what's coming out of your mouth is not matching up with what's down in your heart. Guess what? There's a conflict. What do you? What will you do about this? Got? Any, do you have any ideas what you could do about this? Anybody have any ideas? Well, the idea is you start saying what's in your heart, not what's in your head. All things are possible to him that believes. That's not very deep, is it? I believe. That means all things are possible for me. Oh, you can't be doing this. No, Greg, you can't do that. You're from Wisconsin and you're one of those, you know, farm boys and you just that. You know, you could never preach to 10,000 people in the stadium. Oh, yeah. What's in your heart? What's in your heart? I can do it. It's in my heart. I possess it. How do you get it into your heart? You've got to start talking to your heart. When you start talking about confessions with people, man, uh, you can, it's like a hornet's nest, because then people think you're really, really preaching this stuff. Well, it's not about, it's not about that. It doesn't matter what people think. What matters is when you start confessing the Word of God, there's so much power on that Word. And you start saying these things, and it doesn't feel like, you know, like, I could do all things through Christ and the one who strengthens me. Well, you tell yourself there every day, every day, every day. Next thing you know, uh, things are happening that you didn't know could happen. You say, how'd that happen? You know, uh, it can it happen in your business. This isn't all about being a preacher or anything. It's about your life. You know, we're in a situation right now, I'm going to just say it. If you watch the news, you see a pretty major disaster happened yesterday. 
we lost a Supreme Court justice that was keeping us out of a bad place. Now, what do we do about it? Well, the first thing we don't do is chime in with a lot of fear. He said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we're going to lose everything. You know, Christian, oh, well, with the conservatives, oh, we're going to blah, blah, blah. You know, and they figured out a way that, uh, the, you know, the president could sign an executive order at about a 10-day gap or 15 days between Congress next year. And I mean, all this stuff. What do we do with all that? Well, we start girding our faith up. We start calling the shots. You know who God wants calling the shots in this nation? You. You. We call the shots. How do we call those shots? We get our mouth going. We don't listen to all the negative. Uh, we stand up for w- what the Word of God says. We stand up for things like, well, we know God gave us this nation. We don't want to just uh, just give up and roll over dead and our feet go four feet in the air and we're just laying there ready to drag us off into a ditch somewhere and get rid of us. No. We stand up with what we know in the Word of God and we start calling some shots. I saw life as I was doing this. I saw how your life could just have this big, you know, just big cloud of circumstances. I mean, everybody has circumstances. Everybody does of some kind. Although I know you are all more victorious than average. But you've got these circumstances. Maybe it's money debt. Maybe it's relatives you can't get along with. Maybe it's your kids or whatever. You know, you think about the things that people are dealing with. What do you do about those? Well, we don't live under the circumstances. How do you get out from under the circumstances? You start talking your way out of the circumstances. You start building a different circumstance with your mouth. If you need something, you ask for it. If you need God to do something for you, ask Him for it. Is that too hard? Is it too simple? No, but see, if you start doing that, you begin to change your circumstances. Let's go to James. You know, anything that's any good in life will take some work. The way I go to James 5, but... James is talking about in verse 15, no, 16, I want and it. In verse 16, he says, Confess your trespasses to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. But he says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In the Amplified Bible, it's a little more clear. It says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a believer, a righteous man, makes tremendous power available Dynamic in its working. Okay, the the term that I brought forth was heartfelt. How big in your heart is an issue you want to deal with? It could also talk about compassion for others in this. You know, uh, you you know, uh, getting results. Uh, with people and walking in the Great Commission, laying hands on the sick, really gets down to how much heartfelt do you have for people. So it gets beyond us. But the thing is, if your heart isn't joining up with where you want to be or what you want to see, you start to feed it with your mouth. You begin to make some confessions in there. Because it says here that earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer 
of a believer makes tremendous power available. You know what that means? Tremendous power? I mean, that's dynamic in its working. Uh, that's, uh, that's like it can't be refused. Are we gaining any ground here today? Is, it, is this information that's kind of helping a little bit? Yes. You know, really? Yes. Changing our circumstances. But, you know, part of, the, part of that deal, and in this day and age, one of the things we have to do is we've got to get some quiet time. You've got to set aside some time for quiet. And you know how hard that is. I mean, think of all the competition for quiet there is today. I mean, you got your cell phone and people absolutely, you know, on another journey and, you know, it's like going down the road seeing all these kind of people. They're texting all the time. They're talking to somebody. They're rocking with the music or whatever. But the quiet time, no sounds, no videos, no visiting with somebody. You know, I, I, I suppose that, that as far as Sandy and I, our relationship, man, we just love to be together and visit. I mean, we just do. But there's times that I have to separate myself somewhere quiet. And it doesn't take a lot of that, but it's like a habit. You know, going down the road, there's fun to listen to the radio, whether you listen to country western, uh, whatever you're listening to. It's easy just to get, you know, there's times I just shut it all off and I just pray. Pray in spirit. Shut the noise off. God really doesn't like to compete with noise. (laughs) He can drop things in you, but it's one of the secrets to moving on. Get some quiet time hard with the mama and daddy. It's hard for everybody. But there are times that we have to discipline ourselves that way. Believe me, it's important right now. We are in a critical place in our nation. We're in a critical place. And it's not like life as usual. It's like, no, we've got to stop. We want to hear from the Lord. I do. I want to hear from Him. Because we couldn't be in a more critical place with our nation. From from everything we know about Bible prophecy, we know that we our our president, our administration is so turned against Israel, and that's the most dangerous thing we could ever do to stay right with the Lord. And now just out of nowhere we lose the one voice that was holding up a lot of the stuff. But see in the quiet time God can speak to you. You have a fair function. We all do. You don't know. In the morning, you might be in a situation. You know, I've thought about this many times. There's people out there that you never hear of. And then all of a sudden, one day, something happens, and they're in front of national television. Where did that person come from? Well, two minutes ago, they were just somebody out there doing, you know, whatever. But all of a sudden, there's a, a situation where everything's drawn to them. And then all of a sudden, what are they? They're nationally known, at least for a few minutes. So see, God can use you at times that you think you're pretty insignificant. But you get that quiet time going. Start 
adding some scriptures to what you say to yourself every day. Because the key to your heart is what comes out of your mouth. And like I say, monitor that mouth. And the other thing you have to do to hear from the Lord, just shut up. I know believers that they just don't shut up. I heard one of the teachers that I followed many, many years put a lot of stuff into me, and he's talking about prayer. And he said, if you see hear somebody that's talking all the time, no matter what they're talking about, they're t- probably not prayer warriors. And I've known good people, and they just talk all the time. They tell you all these scriptures they're doing. You know, they, they talk all this stuff. But I remember what he said. If they're talking all the time, they're probably not praying much. <laughs> You know, so these are these are kind of little nuggets. But see, the the bottom line is God has a plan for your life, and whether it's in your business right now or thing other things He's going to have you do, He wants you to get you grooming towards a greater portion. Because you know whether you're called to preach or not, it's immaterial. Uh, there's people that are called to finance this move of God. And boy, it takes money. We were talking about radio ads before. Well, you tie into some radio ads, which you have to get. You have to get the media going. You can spend a thousand, two thousand dollars so fast, make your head swim. But if that's what it takes to reach uh, people, I mean, television's even uh, amazingly expensive. But anyway, neither here nor there on that one. But if you're called for the money, and Sandy and I happen to work in both realms. You know, we're, I'm called to preach. I don't have any question about that. So is she. But we've also been used a lot financially. And that's one of our keys to success, financial success. Uh, part of that and expectation. You know, praying and expecting God to do stuff for you. He wants that. Uh, you know, just getting that idea of partnership, of, of what God's looking at is that we're His partners. We're part of the body of Christ. We're His We're We're His partners. Hey, if he can't get us to move, and he can't get anything done. Amen? Good preaching, Gary, huh? Great. Amen. Well, you know, what else can I say right now? Uh, I just wrote down some notes here, and I was thinking about this the other day, and just like, you know, we live in an age of many words. Words, words, words. So many things to talk about, and yet only a few are significant. Most are irrelevant and confusing, consuming. Words, words, words. Yeah, I get. I, I just have to shut off, like the news. You know, they'll they'll just beat something to death, and and I've heard it once, I've heard it twice, heard it three times, and then they bring on all these opinions. Well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Shut it off. If somebody else wants to keep listening, let them listen. I'm out of there. How many times do I have to hear this stuff? And it's pretty much negative anyway. What do you think? Oh, wasn't that something he said that? Who cares? Discipline says stop. Slow down your rambling and examine your course. There are many targets, but only one bullseye. Psalm 141.3 says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Let my prayers be set forth before you as incense. Hallelujah. I researched that a little bit because in that also is is the fact that uh, Revelations 5.8 says, And golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Uh, Revelation 8.3 says that incense that he should offer it with the prayer of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before him. You go to the Lord in prayer, 
through His Word, and those prayers hang around the throne of grace. They're like incense. What does that tell you about how He wants to hear our prayers? He wants us to pray. He wants to hear our... He cherishes our prayers. Isn't that something? And people think, well, why would... Why? I can't ask Him for all that. Why not? Hey, He's a big God. He made this whole universe. He can answer your prayers. And He can answer the prayers of others. Amen? Not too deep. Go to Colossians. I'm going to take the time and just get it started. I'll close with this. Go to Colossians. I'm going to bring forth a point here that I thought was good, and I'll probably hit this again. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard about before in the word of truth. So the point here is, first of all, he's talking about heaven. So a lot of people, that once they believe they're saved, heaven's about it. That's where it ends. I'm going to heaven, fine. But let's go on here and see what else he had to say. He said, which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in the world, and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. So he's talking about heaven, and but he's talking. he starts to talk about some fruit here. As you also learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. And then in verse 9, here's the payoff. I want you to listen to this. Verse 9, for this reason, and you always want to know if it says for this reason, you want to go back and get it in your mind, for what reason, what, what was it there for? And it, it goes back to bringing forth fruit. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of the light. And further it says, And He has delivered us from the power of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. My point here is, there is a fabulous confession for you begin to read to yourself every day. You pray for your others with this you pray for yourself for this reason for this reason I do not cease to pray for you to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God it goes beyond just Barely getting saved into heaven, doesn't it? He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us strengthened with might. You know what might is? That's what Samson used to knock down the pillars. Spirit of might comes on you, man. You could about move this hotel. That's the spirit of might. And Paul is saying, pray that you have this spirit of might. Pray for it. You think, you think that big old horseshoe is powerful? 
Spirit of might tip over two thousand pound horse. Spirit of might. These these are serious things, but God says pray for that. Be strengthened with all might, and he's talking about a spirit of might. According to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. This is a great place for you to start reciting to yourself for every day. Pray it to yourself. I pray that I may be filled. I, I'm Pray for myself, that I be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that I may have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I want to be strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, and I receive strength right now, strengthened of His glorious power. Personalize this thing, get it going, and uh, enough said for today. Amen? You going to walk out of here better than you came in? Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. It's just that we aren't just another bubble, just another bubble of somebody walking around trying to be spiritual. We're somebody that God sent His Son to die for us, to bring us into a a tremendously good life.